This week's Parsha, Parsha's Toldus, is devoted to the story of the second one of our Ovis, of our forefathers, Yitzchak Avinu. Whereas the previous few Parshas of the Torah, really Lech Lecha, Vayera were more so devoted to the life story of Avram Avinu, his travels, his journeys, his stories, this week's Parsha begins with Ela Toldus Yitzchak ben Avraham. These are the stories of Yitzchak, son of Avraham. And then the next parshas, Vayetze, Vayishlach, Vayeshev, are much more so the stories of Yaakov Avinu. This is the one parsha devoted to Yitzchak. There is less written in the Torah about Yitzchak than Avram and Yaakov. Um, his life, as far as we know of, was less exciting. There's less things happening, there's less traveling. Um, and this is the parsha, the parsha about Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak is unique, he's the only one who was actually forbidden to leave the land of Israel. Um, we know Avram um, came from outside of Israel and left and journeyed. Yaakov spent most of his life outside of Israel, or at least most of his life discussed in the Torah, was outside of Israel. And when it comes to Yitzchak, Hashem says Yitzchak uh, may not leave the land of Israel because he's on a level of holiness that only Israel is a place where he can live. We know Yitzchak was brought up on the altar, on the Mizbeach, by the story of the Akedah. And from that time and onward, he had attained a level of Kedusha, as he's called an Oila Tamima, like a holy sacrifice. So Yitzchak represents this exalted level of Kedusha, of holiness, even beyond so that of Avraham, his father, and Yaakov Avinu, his son. Um, interestingly about Yitzchak, we read in this week's Parsha that he was blind. And Rashi tells us what made Yitzchak blind was the smoke of the pagan sacrifices um, in his home by Esau's wives. And obviously, if they brought sacrifices into the smoke, no one else became blind. They weren't all blind. But what we're being told is that Yitzchak was at that level of holiness that sinful smoke caused him physical harm, physical damage. His body wasn't able to handle sinfulness. His body wasn't able to go outside of the land of Israel, wasn't able to handle sinfulness. Yitzchak is this perfect tzaddik, perfect um, level of kedusha of holiness that needs a holy environment and anything unholy is hurtful to him. So on the one hand, we have here the holiest of men. On the other hand, we find in this week's parsha a most interesting and peculiar um, occupation of Yitzchak. What did Yitzchak do that the Torah tells us about is that he dug wells. He was a well digger. And the Torah describes one well that he dug and a second well that he dug and a third well that he dug. And of all things to tell us about one of the greatest, or in many ways the greatest of our others and the greatest of our tzaddikim and holiest of people, is that he was a well digger. What's the idea of being a well digger? And Hasidus explains that what a well digger represents is one who makes it his goal and is determined to reveal the live waters that are beneath covered ground. In other words, there's a live well deep underground, but it's covered. It's covered by dirt, it's covered by by, by stones, and the well digger knows that there's water there and does not tire of searching for the water, 
removing everything that's concealing and covering over the water until the pure live water comes out. Spiritually, or Kabbalistically, what this is referring to, the water represents Kedusha, represents holiness. A lot, water is life, it's the source of all life, and that comes from holiness. And in this world, we believe everything has water, everything has holiness at its essence, at, at its center point. But the holiness is covered over, and many times it's covered over with many layers of dirt, all different types of dirt, hard dirt. Um, sometimes dirt that's so so uh, powerful or so strong or so thick that we can easily forget that there's water underneath or can tire of searching for that water. But one of such great Kedusha like Yitzchak recognizes the holiness that there is within everything. And he never tires of working on revealing the holiness and uncovering it from whatever layers of covering that there are there. It's not a coincidence that Yitzchak in this week's Torah portion is the one who loves Esav. We know the story, Yitzchak and Rivka have two sons, Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov is a tzaddik, holy man. Esav is a wicked man. And the common way of thinking and the way the Torah tells us is, you know, Rivka loved Yaakov. And Yitzchak, for reasons that's so difficult to understand, loves Esav, wants to bless Esav, wants to bring Esav close. What did this greatest of tzaddikim see in an Esav? And the answer is, he was just doing his job as a well digger. Yitzchak, who is the ultimate tzaddik, is able to look with his piercing eyes at an Esav and see that at his core, in his very depth, he has tremendous holiness there. It's very covered over. It's evil and it's wicked. But Yitzchak doesn't tire of trying to find the holiness, even in an Esav. And the truth is, in his lifetime, he's not able to reveal that, not able to reach the Kedusha in an Esav. But the Gemara tells us, famously, that on the day that Yaakov Avinu is going to die many, many years later, Esav is going to be killed as well. And Esav's head is going to roll into the grave in the Mi'ar Samachpela with Yaakov Avinu. What does that mean? The head of the wicked man buried with the tzaddik. And again, Hasidus explains to us and tells us that the head of Esav represents that point of Kedusha, the point of holiness that was always there within Esav, that was always covered over and was never able to express itself. But on their day of death, that spark of Kedusha had to be unearthed, had to be uncovered, and is actually buried together with Yaakov Avinu. It was that spark that Yitzchak was looking for throughout this parsha. And here we have that, that beautiful idea that the holier one is, the greater one is, to the extent of the holiness of Yitzchak, that makes them all the more sensitive to the Kedusha that there is in everything around them and everyone around them. And as covered up as that Kedusha may be, as distant and as vulgar and as, as impure it might seem, they recognize that there's holiness within it because it does come from Hashem. And they make it their mission to find that holiness, reveal that holiness, and make that holiness come forth. I'm actually talking now from New York, Crown Heights, where I came to spend Shabbos with the International Kinos HaShluchim, the annual event where the Rebbe's Shluchim from the four corners of the earth come together. 
this idea of seeing and recognizing the holiness that there is in people and in places as far as they may seem was the message of the Rebbe in general and to his shluchim specifically. To be able to go to the four corners of the earth, to be able to reach out to every single type of yid at whatever level of observance or lack of observance the person is holding by and realizing the kedusha that there is in each and every one of them and doing everything that we can to try to elicit that and reveal that step by step, mitzvah by mitzvah, this is the work of the shluchim, and indeed it's the work of everyone who the Rebbe touches and inspires. It's the work in each and every one of us. And this is the Shabbos of Yitzchak Avinu, the Shabbos of finding the Kedusha and everything in this world. May we be able to live up to that, each and every one of us, find the Kedusha within ourselves and within the people around us and the things around us, and help reveal that until the world will, until the Kedusha will flood the entire world with the coming of Mashiach. May it be speedily today. Agut Shabbos.